To say that this summer has been filled with extreme weather events seems like the understatement of the year. And I've been receiving many questions from people who are wine lovers, who are curious and concerned about what does this mean for the wine industry, for the vineyards. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing impacts in the vineyard from high temperatures, drought, reduced water, too much water and smoke impact. So if there is a fire close by, will that show through in the wine? So if you are concerned about the impacts that extreme weather can have on the wines that you are enjoying, let's get started. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaron Moser, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional smile for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure that you leave every episode with some real practical tips that you can use to help you find wines that you love and enjoy. Now, this week's episode is on the darker side, if you will, in that it is about impacts from extreme weather on vineyards. I've been asked a lot about this over the last couple of weeks, so I thought it'd be a good idea to share the information with all of you. So let's get started talking about what happens in a vineyard during some of these extreme weather events. And the first one I want to talk about is high heat. And first, let's set a benchmark of what is extreme heat. Extreme heat we classify as being 35 degrees Celsius or 95 degrees Fahrenheit for a period of three or more days in a vineyard. The vine can put up with that type of stress for a few days, but after a prolonged period of time, the vine starts to say, hey guys, I can't keep doing all of the functions. I can't keep photosynthesizing the energy from the sun and turning it into energy to produce grapes. I need to look after myself. So the plant starts to be thrown off balance by this extreme heat, and it starts to put its energy into survival mode and keeping its root base and sending all that energy to just make sure the plant is going to survive. What this can lead to is we can get unbalanced grapes, we get extreme sugar. So the grapes, as they ripen, sugar goes up and acidity goes down. So as we get into high temperatures, we're getting grapes with higher sugar and lower acidity, which is going to lead to unbalanced wines. So much more vineyard management is needed during these times of high heat. Grapes can also sunburn. And if we look at a grape variety such as Zinfandel, for example, Zinfandel is known for a bit of a smoky flavor, a bit of a burnt flavor. And some of that is because it can actually have a bit of a sunburn from the field. We want to make sure that canopy or the green growth is protecting those grapes. But here's the tricky part is that sometimes when we have high heat, we're going to have high humidity depending on where the vineyard is. And when we have high humidity, that's going to up our chances for the spread of fungal diseases such as powdery mildew. And this is also going to damage clusters. So it's a double-edged sword in that we want the green growth, the leaves on the vine to be shade for those grapes, especially in the hot sun, but we also need good airflow and the leaves are going to stop the airflow going through, especially in really humid, hot days. So you can see how this is, like I said, a double-edged sword in the vineyard. It means such careful management. The other thing that can happen when it is so hot in the vineyard is we can end up with the loss of aromatic compounds. Again, the grape, the vine itself is not functioning at its 
best, if you will. It's trying to survive. And so we can end up with some aromatics and some flavors from the grapes that aren't necessarily the ones we're hoping for. The other impact from heat is early ripening. And this is going to change when the winemaker is deciding we need to pick those grapes, when our teams might be available to harvest the vineyard, especially if it is being hand-picked. We have a certain schedule of people who are experts at picking grapes and where they are at different vineyards and different places may not line up for when that vineyard needs to be picked now in this hot summer, as well as obviously the conditions for people to be out in the sun picking the grapes. The other point to mention about high heat and lots of sun in the vineyard is high alcohol. It's going to push our sugars up higher. This is going to require careful vineyard management and we don't want the sugars to go too high because it's also going to drive our alcohol amounts up in the wine. Our sugars equals the amount of alcohol and we don't want the wine to become unbalanced. They will say a wine with too much alcohol is going to be referred to as hot. You may have seen that in a wine note. And so we're really looking to pick the grapes at a time where the sugars and the acidity is balanced. But a high alcohol amount is definitely a risk that can happen in a hot vintage year. There are people who will say that a hot vintage year will not age as long as other vintages from that vineyard because there's so much fruit forward. There's been so much heat. There are generally more fruit forward, more fruity wine styles. And I'm making a pretty big generalization here. But generally, hotter vintages are going to produce more fruit forward wine. And obviously, that alcohol amount, because of the higher sugar, there is a risk of the wine being unbalanced. So very careful connection between vineyard management and the winemaking to produce a wine that year of excellent quality. So you can see there are so many impacts from high temperature. Biggest one, though, being the vine can only survive and produce quality grapes for so long under such intense heat. Now, obviously, a lot of heat means drought and a vine is going to need water. Now, it's true that we say vines don't like wet feet. They don't like to sit in water. However, they do need a base amount of water to be able to act and function properly as a plant. So very careful water management is key to being able to pull off a vintage during these type of conditions. Now, in places where watering is not allowed. So in many old world countries where everything is dry farm and by law they're not allowed to water, this becomes a very big issue. So you can see how high heat and hot temperatures, well, a few days is okay. Longer periods of time are completely dangerous in the vineyard. Now let's talk about if you have too much rain, too much water, and even hail. So Hail obviously has huge impacts depending on the size of the hail of how destructive it can be. However, if we have it in the spring, it is really dangerous in that if it hits while those grape bunches are setting, while fruit set or bud break is happening, it will destroy potentially our bunches for the season. So depending on when the hail hits, it can have bigger impacts than different times of the growing season, spring being a really high impacting time. However, hail any time during the growing season is going to be of concern. Now, if we get a whole bunch of rain, again, vines don't like wet feet. If we go back to that statement, though, they will be tolerant of some water. And this is where 
The soil has good drainage depending on the base soil of that vineyard. Hopefully that water can wash away. Where it becomes a really big issue is if we're getting a lot of rain near harvest time, the grapes can actually pick up all that extra water. They act like sponges and the rain can actually dilute the sugar in the grape. They can also fill up to the point that the grapes burst on the vine because the plant is just soaking up so much water and it goes into the grape. So excessive rain is obviously a negative, but it does have impacts in that. You may see vineyards if you are visiting during the fall and you can see a week's worth of rainy weather is coming. Winemakers may make the decision to harvest the grapes before that weather comes in because they don't want to dilute the fruit that they have. If it is machine harvesting, obviously it's going to be muddy in between rows. Don't want to disrupt all of that. And for people handpicking slippery vineyard sites, damage to the ground around the vines, all kinds of considerations to worry about here. But heavy rains obviously can rot the plants depending on how much drainage is available in the soil becomes so key. But the dilution of the sugars and city in the grape because of the grape swelling with that excess water is key, especially at harvest time. Now let's talk about smoke and the impact that smoke can have on the wines. And because of where I am in Western Canada, and we have had a severe forest fire season here this year, and our vineyards in British Columbia and the Okanagan specifically are definitely being impacted by forest fires and the resulting smoke. So will wines that have been grown in a year that have had smoke impacts taste smoky? This is a question that I am getting asked a lot right now. And the answer is yes, some wines may have a smokiness to them, not all wines, but depending on if they were exposed to the smoke during their growing period, and it's referred to as a smoke taint. So in the wine world, this is a tasting note term, if you will. And what this means is it that the smoke taint occurs when the volatile compounds that are released by burning vegetation, such as wood and plants and the growth around the grapevines, are resulting in the smoke. So literally, it's burning very close and it's descending on the vineyards. And these compounds can be absorbed by the grapes, especially if this is happening close to harvest, as the grapes are ripening. And by doing so, the smoky compounds from the forest fires are absorbed into the grape and sometimes can result in a smoky aromatic and flavor in the finished wine. Now, in saying that, if we have grapes that the winemaker feels have been impacted by smoke-tainted compounds, then there are some tools of the trade or tricks, if you will, in the winemaking process that the winemaker can use to help to pull out some of those flavors so that they're not picked up in the finished product. Obviously, the intensity of the amount of smoke that the vines have been subjected to and have been around, if a winemaker feels that his vines will be impacted by upcoming smoke or a fire, they may decide to pick ripened grapes early, so not to leave them on the vine. They're going to be testing as well. You'll see during harvest, winemakers are testing grapes to see if they are ripe. What they're also going to be testing for are some of those specific compounds from smoke. And if those are starting to show up in the grape, which will give them 
a clue on if they need to make a decision to pick that vineyard sooner than later. And there's some processing techniques. So we do have activated carbon, reverse osmosis, extended maceration periods. So like I said, a winemaker does have some tools that he can use in the vineyard to lessen the impacts, if not fully remove them from the wine that they are making. So then as the person enjoying the wine, you're unable to pick up any of that smoke tape in the glass. It's important to note that despite all of these efforts, that smoke tape can be extremely challenging to eliminate. And in severe cases, it can significantly impact the vintage. It is definitely something that vineyard managers and winemakers are aware of and are doing their best to mitigate any impacts from the forest fire smoke that may impact their wines. If you have a favorite winery that has been impacted by wildfire smoke, what I usually find is that winery will send updates on their vintage. They will share with you the notes. You'll be able to follow along as they are working through the vintage and they're keeping their newsletter list in the know of what's happening in the vineyard and all of the steps they are doing to protect their vines and produce a quality wine for you to enjoy. Let's recap what we covered today. I talked about extreme temperatures. So temperatures being very warm and that's considered to be 35 degrees Celsius or 95 degrees Fahrenheit. And the impacts here are early ripening, sunburnt grapes, flavors and aromatics that we don't necessarily want coming from the grapes and high alcohol levels. We also run into drought conditions and the vine literally just wanting to protect itself, meaning it's not going to worry about producing grapes. It's going to focus all of its energy on keeping its root and the heart of itself alive so that it can come back next spring. So high heat temperatures, a grape is an incredible weed. It wants to take over the world, but even a grapevine has its limitations of the conditions that it can grow in and heat, it definitely has a limit in. So something to watch for. Generally, warmer, hotter vintages are more fruit forward in the glass, can be hotter in alcohol. And so the winemaker is looking to create balance with those high sugars from all of the heat and the lower acidity because the sugars are rising so quickly. So balance becomes the conversation in high heat vintages. We also talked about lots of rain. What happens if we get lots of rain or hail and how the spring for hail can be really damaging if fruit set hasn't happened and hail comes along. Also talked about how vines don't like wet feet so well it needs rain. Too much rain is just really going to rot it from the bottom up. So good drainage in the soil is key. We also talked about if rain comes near harvest time, a grape can actually pick up that excess water and expand and explode literally in the field of too much water coming up through that plant. So a wet harvest season will generally see the winemaker deciding to pick those grapes before they pick up too much water or potentially before the bad weather comes. And then when we talked about forest fire smoke impact, we do refer to it as smoke taint. When the grapevines have existed in a smoky environment, there are compounds from the forest fire smoke that can be absorbed by the grape and those can stay and obviously impact the flavors and aromas of your experience as the consumer. Winemakers do have some tools that they can work with in the winery when they're making the wine to remove or mitigate, lessen some of those aromatics. 
but it is something that they have to manage very carefully. And if you do have a favorite winery that is being impacted by forest fires and fires close by, I generally find that they are great at sending communications via newsletters or on their website, keeping updated of what is happening and maybe even how you can help and support them. So I hope that you have found today's episode interesting, that I've also answered some of your questions about how extreme weather can impact your experience in the glass. Obviously, summers with intense weather conditions are going to make very vintage-specific wines. And so this is something you're going to want to watch in regards to if you're collecting wines, what are the vintage tasting notes? What is the winery saying about how they're showing as they're going through the winemaking process? So definitely something that you're going to want to be looking into. All of these events can impact how much of your favorite wine is available. The winery may not be able to produce as much wine as they would like to because they won't have as many grapes from the field to be able to produce the wine. So we may see less wines available from some wineries because of these extreme weather events. On that note, I want to thank you for hanging out with me. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. You can reach me at hello at winegirlacademy.com or come say hello on TikTok or Instagram. I intend to be back up there this week. It's been a busy summer of company and lots going on. So I have to admit, I've ghosted the social media platforms for a little bit, but I'll be back up this week. You'll also find in the show notes information on two new books that I have. One is the Newlyweds Wine Journal. If you have friends getting married or you've recently taken the plunge, then there's a journal to track your wines for the first year, as well as I have a new book coming about 10 fun tastings that you can do at home and that you'll be seeing very soon. But you can definitely add your name to the list and you'll be the first to be notified when that is available for sale. So you can check out information about both of those in the show notes below. On that note, be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I want to wish you all a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.